Amen. Y'all give it up for Pastor Austin. Hey, good morning, everyone. Perfect. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Wasn't that fun? Man, I love that. I wasn't expecting to play, but I'm glad that PB invited me so I can have a little victory. You know, I, sometimes you need a little victory. I, I love competition. You know, typically I typically compete against my wife. Like, that's my goal. And my goal is to compete against her because normally I don't win in anything else. And so I'm like, man, if, as long as I beat her, you know, it could be like second to last. It can be, it doesn't matter the place as long as I beat my wife in whatever game it is, I'm going to gloat, I'm going to celebrate, I'm going to boast, and I'm just going to do that. I'm going to milk it as long as I possibly can because it doesn't happen too often. You know, do you understand? Like, it doesn't happen too often. I feel like the Lord tries to give me an opportunity to be the bigger person and, like, you know, win and, and like, be nice about winning. And he's like, all right, I'm going to see what Austin does. And then I gloat, and then he humbles me by losing for, like, six months straight, you know? And so this is kind of my rhythm when I play against my wife is that. But I'm glad that we're kicking off this series called Family Reunion, right? Family reunion. If you are a guest here, welcome to our family. We hope that you enjoy yourself, especially you at home. We're excited that you're joining us this morning. And one of the things I, I love is that here at our church is that what uh, one of our values is family. Like we value family. Come on, yes. Because the thing is, is what you value is what you will choose to live out. And so we value family, and we're not just talking about your biological family, and they're important, and we love them as well, but we're also talking about your spiritual family. I mean, God has given us a family, placed us in a family, whether for a small season of time, like for some of our graduates this week, right? We have some graduates in the house, the people who graduated, Let's celebrate our graduates. You know, they may be here just for a season before God sends them off, or maybe you're in the military and God brought you here to be part of this church for just for a moment of time, and we thank you for coming and being a part. We thank you for those who are serving in the military. Is this is military city? Come on. Thank you for our military. And so, man, God values family, and today we're going to talk a little bit more about God's family, right? God's family, and and what God wants to do in his family. And so if y'all don't mind, let's just go ahead and pray, because I feel like it's imperative. It's imperative as we come here and we continue to posture our heart to God's word, as it is the sole authority of our life as a believer. It's the power that transforms us and changes us to be more like Christ every single day. So let's pray this morning. Father God, we are just so thankful for your family, the family in which you invite us to be a part in, God, we thank you that there is power in unity and in community. Oh, God, that you are a good, good father. God, and, in, and your son is the head of this church. He's the head of this family. Allow us this morning to, to really allow your word to, uh, to really just speak into our hearts. Transform us this morning, Lord. Help us when we need help. Guide us. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, guys, I remember my, my first family reunion that I went to. It was a while ago. I think I was about eight or ten years old. And, you know, my mom is from Panama. Uh, she's from Panama, but not Panama the City, Florida, but Panama the country. For some of y'all don't know. Some of y'all are probably like, man, I thought he was Mexican. And then, no, I'm not. You know, but I married a, a beautiful Mexican wife, so may you give it up for her. But, uh, but we were coming to this family reunion in East Texas. My dad is from East Texas, this speck of a town in the map 
You know, it's one of those places where, like, when you zoom in on your phone, you're constantly going like that, right? Like, you're like, man, I can't zoom in any further. And this place is so small in the middle of nowhere in between Houston and Boma. You can literally miss it uh, in the blink of an eye. And this is what my dad was raised in. Uh, raised that. And so we're going back and we're traveling this five-and-a-half journey from, from Colleen, Texas to Raywood. And I know some of you are looking it up, like, man, where's this place at, right? Uh, but he goes to this place, and we pull up to this family reunion. It's at the church hall. You know, that's how you know it's about to go crazy in live. It was at the church hall, you know. And so we, we pull up at the church hall, and I, I get out the car, and we're walking. And as I'm walking, I'm getting closer to the building, and I can hear the music, the music of my people playing. Go ahead and play that music for me, Chris. I hear the music playing, and it's like, man, it's the music of my people. You know, it's the Zydeco, it is the Cajun music. Come on. Some of y'all know it. But this is the music, and my grandma typically would go on the rug board, and she would just, you know, do her little thing. And we were, I hear the music, and I hear, like, the French being spoken. The closer I get to the door, como se va, ben You know, like, I hear all this broken French, this, this Cajun-ness that's coming out. And then I also get to smell the aroma of the richness of the, the great cuisine of the Cajun food, the Creole, the gumbo, right? Like, all these different things that are so good that makes Louisiana food so great. And then I walk into this place, and it's just filled with people. I mean, we got tall people, short people. We got, you know, every shade. It's just it's so diverse in this place. We got country folk, you know. We got city folk. We got educated, the uneducated. I mean, it's just everything in this room, you know. And it's like, man, I don't know half of you all, but yet your name is Fontenot. I mean, we, we have one name, and it's like, it's crazy because I look at that. It's like, man, it's funny because it's like, man, I, I mean, I would never thought that you're related to me. You know, we have new people who just got married in. We got all these things. And it's funny because there's always a person or two that come up to you and be like, hey, you, you're Wade's boy, huh? And you look just like your daddy. You know, and they're like, hey, can you do that thing you used to do when you were a kid? I was like, man, I don't know what that thing was, you know? Like, you know, and they got pictures of, like, you sitting on their lap or something. Like, man, I've never seen you before, right? It's always those people who come up to you. But it's so fun. Family reunions are, are so fun. And I think one of the amazing things about reuniting as a family is being able to, to learn about the previous generations that came before you, right? The, the previous generations that, you know, did amazing things. And, you know, you got to see, like, man, there was professors and army, you know, veterans, and they did amazing things in my family. I mean, some of them helped build the school in that little small city. I mean, our city was established by the Fontenot's. Like, we have our own name, Fontenot Road, you know, and so, like, my family is rich with history, and every family is kind of different, right? Every family has its story, and sometimes every family has its drama, Right? Like, man, how many of y'all have some little bit of drama in your family? And I think that it's the same thing when we're looking in God's family. As we're looking at the family that he's established, the people of Israel, you know, they, they've come together, and they're having a little drama in this moment. And we're going to be reading in Nehemiah chapter 2. And up to this point, up to this point, this family had division, they divided into two kingdoms. They couldn't really get, you know, the right mind of what it meant to be a family. And so they just decided, like, hey, we're going to split up. 
And during that moment, after they split up, they were conquered by the Assyrians and the Babylonians, and they were exiled out of Jerusalem for over 77 years. And in this moment in Nehemiah, the people have been brought back by God's grace and his sovereignty and his heart and love for the family. He brings them back into Jerusalem, and they come into a place that's in ruins. They come to a, a world in which they don't know, you know, what this place is anymore. It doesn't look like what it used to look like. Seventy years has, have gone, and some of the places that they used to go to are gone. The, the walls are broken down. They just started building up the temple, but it was still so much work to need, needed to be done. And God has called his people to return to rebuild, to return to this place to rebuild this, this place in which what made them, the, at one point, the epicenter of the world. God has brought them back. And how many of y'all know, like, man, like, it wasn't a great thing. Like, you're leaving your comfort of your home and everything that you have established in the other country that you're a part of a serious 70 years. You got family, you got kids, and then you probably established some type of job of, or trade of some sort, and then now God calls you to come and return to rebuild this place that's in ruins? You know how uncomfortable that is? To be able to have to, to really take account the cost that it takes to rebuild something. Because everything that has purpose that God orchestrates is going to cost something. Is going to cost something. And this is where we, we pick up here in Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 16 through 18. And this is Nehemiah. And he says, And the officials did not know where I had gone or what I was doing and had not yet told the Jews, the priests, the nobles, the officials, and the rest who were to do the work. Then I said to them, you see the troubles we are in, how Jerusalem lies in ruins with its gates burned. Come, let us build the wall of Jerusalem, that we no longer suffer a derision. And I told them of the hand of my God that had been upon me for good, and also the words of the king had spoken to me. And they said, let us rise up and build. Let us rise up and build. This moment, Nehemiah comes and he sees what's going on. He says, man, I am moved to the point that we have to rally around this purpose. God has given me a vision and we have to complete this. And he speaks it to the people of Israel, hoping that they would come. Honestly, it looks like he already knew that they were going to be a part. And I love their response. They said, let us rise up so we can build. Let us rise up so we can build. The cost that would cost them to build this was not only their time, but it was their finances. It was them giving everything to something that was greater, something that maybe they wouldn't even be able to see be fully built. They took the cost. And I would say this is that, like, man, for me, you know, this last year has been kind of crazy for all of us, right? But I've kind of enjoyed parts of the pandemic, right? I'm an introvert by nature, so, like, me not having to leave my house, it's been great. You know, like, especially, like, when we were doing church strictly online, like, man, I roll out of bed, you know, in my pajamas. I sit on the couch. Sometimes, to be honest, I didn't brush my teeth, you know, but only my wife knew. But we were doing church at home, and it was so easy to just get relaxed and comfortable and not have to worry about everything else, but like, man, this is my place of comfort. 
And I know this is that God, you know, as he is doing a work even today in this time that we're looking in, that God has brought us back in community to reunite in order for us to leave some of our comfortableness at home so that we can do life together in this place. So that we can start building something that he's called us to build, something that's greater, something that has our, our vision not set on below but above. That God has called us to return so that we can rebuild and so that we can rebuild so we, that we can restore. So that we can restore. And I say this is like, yes, they were building something with their hands. They were building walls. And it's funny because you read chapter 3, all chapter 3 just describes all the people who came together to build. All the family of Israel that came together to build. The, the skilled, the unskilled, the blacksmith. The, you know, all these people who had an opportunity to give of their time, their talents, their treasure. Everything they were able to do to come together. The young, the old, all of them coming together, coming around one purpose. To build together. To build together. And so we rebuild to restore. And what God is trying to restore in a lot of us, and especially in this moment in Israel, is his identity in them. Because I, the one thing about family reunions is are great because you, you're reminded of who you are. And like I was at that family reunion several years ago, like, man, I'm a fontano. I left with pride, excited about who I am. As, as we come together and see that no matter what happened, no matter what last year had, what, is, what there is before us, no matter the circumstances, God's mandate still stays the same. And I don't want to be insensitive, okay? Don't hear me out. I don't want to be insensitive about, I mean, I know last year was hard. I know. I mean, a lot of us came back with different scars and saw the world in a whole different light. And I know that God is going to do amazing things through all that, but his mandate still stays the same. He's calling us to build. He's calling us and he's inviting us to be a part of something greater. And I'm telling you, they leave your comfort stuff at home. God has a mission and purpose for this church, in this city, in this time. And he's calling every single person in this place to come and to resume the build. And in this moment in chapter 4, verse uh, 6, we see that there's opposition happening against them. But isn't that normal? Isn't it normal when you're trying to do something for the kingdom, there's a little bit of opposition? There's a little bit of opposition. I mean, the enemy doesn't like it when the, the people of God come and rally to, to really see God's kingdom here on earth. And this is what's happening. They have people who want the enemies. They're trying to get rid of them. They're trying to prevent them to stop to do what God is calling them to do. And I love this in verse 6 in chapter 4. It says, so we built the wall, and all the wall was joined together to half its height, for the people had a mind to work. That a people had the mind to work. I love that part so much because it, it shows that in the midst of opposition, if you're rallied around kingdom vision, God will give you the mind to work and to push through. He will give you a mind of focus to be able to accomplish what he's called you to do. And God is going to give us a mind to work to finish what he's given us to do in this place. And I love that he, he restores.
restore their identity. And I feel like that's what God is reminding us this morning. That he's going to restore who we are, that we are children of God. We are part of his family, but also we're part of this local context of Luminous Church and that this family. Nextly, there's a reward for the rebuilding. And this is not to say, like, you know, if you do something, God is going to bless you every single time. But there is something that is great that when you come around together as a family with kingdom vision and purpose surrounded by that. And the Lord honors that. He honors that and he loves that. But the, the, the reward that we have is one another. And this really, this thing about that, the reward is that we have is community with one another. Not everyone has a place that they feel like they belong. Not everyone has a place where they feel like their skills and gifts are be, are, can be utilized. And as we leave our place of work and school, we come back and we reunite every Sunday to be reminded of who we are, reminded of the community that we have, to be able to accomplish the work that God has for us to rebuild and restore. And I love the family that we have here. I, get, I have the pleasure to serve at this place. I have the pleasure of leading a life group with the Ruggleses. And there's moments in which I have to lean on, on David and Taylor and say, hey, can you pray for me? Man, I'm not feeling well. I, I, I'm not feeling focused. I, I'm, I'm feeling, you know, like I, I'm having these bad thoughts. I, I just need your prayer. I need your help. I need your guidance. But that is so rewarding to know that you have people to cover you. And this is where we, we pick up in Nehemiah later on in Nehemiah 4, 14. They're still facing opposition. But this is what Nehemiah says, and it's so great. And he says, and, and I looked and arose and said to the nobles and to the officials and to the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. And fight for your brothers and your sons and your daughters and your wives and your homes. May God has given you community to fight alongside with to pray with, to, to see him do miraculous things. He says, remember the Lord who is great. Remember the God who gave us a building when we couldn't, when he think we couldn't afford a building. Remember the God who saved your wife out of a car accident. Remember the God who gave you a baby when the doctor said that you couldn't have children and then we have an amazing baby girl. Remember the God who is powerful, who sits on the throne. Remember who he is and remember that you serve him. And as you are doing life together with purpose, God will fulfill the things that he called you to do. And lastly is this. I'm reminded of another reunion that the Bible talks about, a reunion that is it's not, uh, it doesn't begin with rebuilding but celebrating. So we don't want to neglect the eternal reward that God gives us as well. That God reunites us with himself as well with the people that came before us. Hebrews has a whole list of people who came before us. By faith, they did this. By faith, Moses walked through the Red Sea with the Israelites. By faith, these numerous people are here and they're celebrating and I, I, this part is, I, I'm so excited for this moment. And it's in Revelations chapter 7, 9 through 12. 
This is John, and he's saying this. He says, after this, I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from every tribe and peoples and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne, around the elders and the and the four living creatures, and they fell on their face before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and, and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Guys, on this side of heaven where we're at here on earth, like, there's still a charge for us to rebuild. God is still inviting us to rebuild and be a part of his family to see his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, to see more people to be invited into that family. I can't wait for that day in Revelation, but also I know that today there's still work to be done. There's still places that need to be filled even in this church. As Nehemiah was looking at the gates and assessing what needed to be rebuilt, there's places even here and opportunities for you to serve here. And I believe that this morning, that God is, is, is challenging us, and even me as well. Maybe it's for some of y'all, it's, it's taking the first step to serve. Like, man, I need, I need to start serving. I need to be in community. I need to, to be a part of that family. Or maybe it's to give. And that's between you and God. I'm not here to, you know, to, to, to really go into the details, but I know, I feel like, man, the Lord is calling some of you to give. And lastly, it's maybe for some of you to forgive. It started off in the beginning where that Israelites had division in the family. The Bible says that a house divided will not stand. And God wants to reconcile you to one another as well as to himself. So maybe your step this morning is to forgive. As we, we pray this morning, I want to pray for all of you all, for sure. But also, I'm speaking to those who haven't yet said yes to the family. And you have a place here. That you belong here. You belong in the kingdom of God. This is why Jesus came on earth to die, to live a perfect life, so that you can have an opportunity to be in the family. Can y'all stand with me as we pray? Heavenly Father, we are just so grateful that you choose to invite us into a family that sometimes we are undeserving of. And that your son has done all the work and he's constantly is pursuing us and loving us and is telling us our place at the table, a place in the family that we are loved, that we have an identity only in you. And anything else will not be fulfilling. God, I pray that as you are speaking to your people, your family, that you would encourage them, that you would bless them, God, and that we would take heed and obey what you've called us to do. Lord Jesus, we love you so much. God, we look forward to that day in Revelation, but until then, we're here to serve, to rebuild for your kingdom with this family. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, awesome, guys. Well, awesome. Well, if you prayed, man, I needed to be involved in that family. I need to be involved in Jesus' family. You can text 94,000, uh, the word luminous. And I can't stress this enough. Every time and I have an opportunity to, to preach or do announcements, I, I always say, hey, don't leave here without being prayed for. If you feel like the Lord is speaking to you. This is where the community, the, the, the reward of the community comes in. And sometimes the Lord wants to even bless you even further by giving them a word to speak into your life that can really just encourage you. Guys, we hope you have an amazing week. We love you. See you next week. Well, what an amazing word from Pastor Austin, just talking about the family and how we can honor God and being family together. I do want to let you know that if you are a guest with us today, we are excited that you have joined us. Whether you are online or you are in person, please make sure that you text the word LUMINOUS to 94000. This is how we get your information and are able to connect with you on a deeper level. And believe me, we really want to be a part of that and your journey with Christ. Also, you can also text the word LUMINOUS to 94000 if you'd like to give today. We are so excited for what the Lord is doing in our church, and we're so grateful for all that you give. Let us pray for our tithes and offerings this morning. Jesus, we just thank you so much. We thank you for being a good, good father and continuously giving above even meeting our own needs, God. You just continuously give more and more. And we are so grateful, Father, for the things that you are doing in our lives. So we just pray that you would bless the hands and the feet of people, Father, who continue to give their time, their talent, and their treasure onto you and your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Would you please stand? Hey, awesome, guys. We love you so much. And we just want to let you know real quickly as you're leaving that we do have prayer workers. And they're going to be right here in these handicapped aisles. And so if you need prayer for anything, come get prayer. And I also want to take a moment. That's why I came up and just hijacked the rest of the services. If you are graduating this year, we don't want the school year to fly by. I know that sometimes you can just feel overlooked. But I know Nathan Cantu over here is graduating, which is awesome. Is Kayla here? Kayla's right here. She's graduating UTSA. So we have a high school graduate and a college graduate. Would you stretch out your hands over here? Let's pray a prayer of blessing over them before we leave. And we have a gift for you guys that we're going to send you this week. Father, we just thank you for Nathan. We thank you for who he is, God. We thank you, Father, for just bringing him through this season, Lord. And we just pray that your hand would be upon him. God, thank you for that graduation and moving into the college season. God, I pray that he would know that you are with him. And, Father, we thank for Kayla, Lord. We thank you, Father. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Well done uh, that you have completed the task of this season. And so lift your head high, woman of God, and be blessed. Lord, bless her in every way. God, we're so grateful for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Be blessed. We'll see you next week.